for today's podcast. It's time for another Board Recap Podcast. How are you today, Dr. Smith? Great day. It's a little bit warmer than a beautiful day outside. Typically would be in December, and we had a little bit of a cold spot over the weekend, so... Really, our first one of the season. No wonder we keep saying it feels like we're going into Thanksgiving rather than Christmas because of this weather. We've been spoiled. We have been. So last night we had our school board meeting for the month of December. Typically, most months we have two meetings. This time it's one meeting. So why don't we jump in and talk about what happened last night with our trustees. So we'll start with good news, if you will. Uh, Just put this out, Celebration of Leadership Awards, uh, that nominations are due for that on December the 15th. This is through Leadership Everyone, great community organization, and we've had so many uh, individuals and projects and programs that have been recognized with this over the years. So if you're interested in filling out a nomination, you've got until the 15th to do so. Next thing on good news, congratulations to two proud of EVSC alumni, and that is Joe Mullen and Larry Weatherford. What an achievement, what an accomplishment here. They are going to be inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Joe Mullen is a graduate of North High School. Of course, many people will remember him for his years as varsity basketball coach at Bossy High School. As do I. Yeah, I'm sure you do. He yes. was there when I was there. Yeah, uh, and boy, some great teams that he absolutely. coached during that time. And talk about a great individual, Joe yeah, Mullen. Is, very well known. Yes for that. And then Larry Weatherford, speaking of Bossy, a graduate mm-hmm. of Bossy High School. But that's just something for all of us to be proud of, because in this state, when you, uh, as no, much as we're known for basketball, you make in the Hall of Fame, that's, that is something. Absolutely. Very proud of those two individuals. Uh, also lifted the fact that recently uh, I was fortunate enough to do a podcast with our new chief advancement officer, Melanie Atwood. And we had a great conversation. And boy, we are really looking forward to her Uh, Moving into this position, she's already started with us now, and just what she's going to be able to accomplish with the work and the help of lots of folks, uh, especially in our role with the EVSC Foundation. Yeah. We talk about a very well-respected individual in the world of philanthropy. Yes. so, as you said, we are excited to have her on board. Yeah, certainly has established so many great relationships over the years. So that's going to be fabulous moving forward. We had our December cause for applause. Every time I lift this, I say, I know this is one of your favorites. I don't think I'm just saying that as nope, far as events you is. get to do. Uh, this month, we recognized as our employee of the month, if you will, Shayla Stevens. She is the cafeteria manager at Glenwood Leadership Academy in her first year. And I would say from you and I being there, we would both agree that she has really made a difference there. She has. And as I've said before, you can always tell when you've gotten this award right, when everyone around her is smiling. So when the staff and students uh, smile in appreciation and uh, acknowledgement that she is certainly deserving of this uh, award, uh, just fills your heart with pride. And you don't have to be an educational guru, if you will, to know how that school cafeteria is such a centerpiece of any school, whether it's elementary or high, students coming through there. And and that just, I mean, that's a, a key part in the middle of that day, in the beginning of the day. So really those food service employees make such an impact. They certainly do, as do our bus drivers or yeah. bus assistants. Yeah. Our teachers are so vitally important, but it does take everybody working together. And I think Shayla's just a yeah. great example of what that really means. Part of the EVSC team, no doubt. Uh, moving forward in good news, just also a reminder to all those uh, students out there, it's that time of year where we're enrolling and we talk about this all the time, all of our innovative model high school programs. We have phenomenal traditional uh, high schools here in the EVSC, but we also have so many innovative model programs that are really tailored to certain uh, learning styles, certain interests. So we just want to make sure 
all of our students going into high school uh, know about all of their options so they can make a good decision. But I know we take a lot of pride in all these programs. We certainly do. Uh, <laughs> we have a place for everybody yes, at our table. Absolutely. And then uh, last but not least, <laughs> we lifted this up and there's been several of these type posts. If you're looking at the screen, if you're watching this podcast, as opposed to listening to it, you're seeing one of our longtime, uh, very respected principals, Martin Brown at Highland Elementary School. Uh, but he did what, what I've seen a lot of people doing in several buildings, especially last week and this week. It's kind of a festive time in schools. He dressed as Buddy the Elf and really spent the entire day interacting with students, taking pictures. And I know I saw so many comments on social media of what that meant to the students. But nothing wrong with having a little good-natured fun when you're learning. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, one of my pet peeves is when we talk about summer school and mm -hmm. invariably I hear, well, you know, it's summer. They don't have to be there. So let's make certain that we, we make it fun. And I invariably say, what about the other 180? Sure. School right. should be fun. So hats off to Buddy, uh, <laughs> you know, because school should be fun. School yes. should be an environment where it everybody's working together in a grateful fun environment. Right. And in case you missed it, one of our other elementary school principals, Belinda Johnson, also yesterday dressed as an elf and found herself in different locations around the school, even sitting in a display case at one point during the day. So rumor has it that that is correct. <laughs> so if you didn't see that, check that out. And that takes us through good news. And on that note, we'll move into consent items. All right. Very good. Looking at uh, consent item 3.02, consideration of allowance of payments, this time it was $11,063,441.26. So we had cafeteria expenses of close to $900,000. We had a contract bus driver payment close to $400,000. Invoices about $2.5 million. Then we had our net payroll of uh, about $4.3 million. And then payroll obligations of nearly $3 million, which frankly, is pretty typical for this time of year. Item 3.02, consideration to approve the purchase of items from extracurricular accounts. This time it was one um, ECA account, and that was for Central High School to put a new sound system on their baseball field. Item 3.04, consideration of the transfer to rainy day funds. So we are very fortunate that when we have been able to maximize our cost reduction efforts and then we can take uh, that savings and transfer it to the rainy day fund. So if there are uh, unexpected expenses or something happens with state funding, we will have that cushion and we will not cut programs because I want to make certain that we never have to cut programs. You can never cut your way to excellence. And when you talk about rainy day funds, you know, that's a term a lot of people use in their household budgets. Absolutely. Really, that is an official term, school budgets that include school right. budgets. And it's really about the same mentality or thinking that's behind right. that, right? It's a savings account for unexpected expenses. Okay. Yeah. 3.05, consideration to the transfer of the post-retirement severance fund. And basically, uh, what we do with these funds is we transfer money from operations and education funds uh, into what is called a post-retirement severance fund. So we always have money available to pay the promises that we've made our employees upon their retirement. That is very, very important. Absolutely. 3.06, consideration to approve the reduction of appropriations. So basically what that is, uh, the Department of Local Government Finance gives us the authority to spend money provided that you have the cash to back it up. So at the end of the year, if we have funds that we do not expect to spend, 
then we asked the Department of Local Government Finance through this resolution to reduce the authority or the permission to spend those funds. And we do that because then that allows us to get the full budget appropriation next year because the Department of Local Government Finance knows we're not going to use that money this year. So then they will give us authority to use it next year. So if we didn't kill those appropriations, then DLGF would think, well, we're going to spend that money that we had permission for last year, and then we would not get the full budget amount for next year. So I'm so glad you take the time to explain that, because if you hear this and you're not familiar with this type of thing, this you may put in the category of what makes a a budgeting process in schools a bit complicated. But clearly, when you understand it and we do and we have individuals who really understand this process, then that allows us to do the things we need to do uh, as they're spelled out. But you have to have an understanding of that. Uh, Yes, you certainly do. (laughs) Certainly do. Uh, 3.07 consideration to transfer from the education fund to the operations fund. So, uh, once again, we have done this, I believe for about six years now. And I've, uh, I was asked to once again, explain it last night. And I know we've done so numerous times, but you can never explain it too many times. But, uh, about six years ago, the state changed from the general fund, uh, accounting and the levy funds accounting to two different funds, which were the education fund and then all of operations. Really was a major change that it, impacted it school districts throughout the state. It was a significant yeah. change, and not just for EBSC, but every sure. school district throughout the state. So basically what that meant was the state required us to transfer certain expenditures that used to be in the old general fund, but were no longer permitted in the education fund. Well, they required us to transfer those expenses to the operations fund. In the meantime, though, they continued to put our revenue in the education fund for those expenses that used to be attributed to the general fund. So uh, we basically now transfer $22 million worth of revenue from the education fund to the operations fund. And I think it's interesting for our listening public to note that we actually transfer because of state statute, about $30 million worth of expenditures. So uh, that's the provision that the state has provided for us. Um, And I I think actually the original intent of this was to make certain that every dollar from the education fund actually goes into the classroom. Uh, I think that was the intent. I think since that time, the state understands, while there are many things then that are vitally necessary to uh, make certain that classrooms function at their highest. Well, they uh, really support what goes on level. in the classroom. They absolutely do. So, uh, but prior to six years ago, you never did see this transfer. Um, but now, because of the state uh, statute and changes, that's why you see every school district make those transfers. Three point zero eight consideration to approve architects for construction projects of twenty twenty four. Architects are a service, so we basically ask for. Uh, approval from the state or from the board to engage these architects for various projects. And uh, the board did approve that in Monday's meeting. Item 3.10, consideration to approve the change order number two for the Bossy Security Camera Upgrade Project of 2023. So basically this uh, change order is because we added additional cameras because we have made certain modifications and upgrades to the weight training room. Item 3.11, consideration to approve the agreement with Alpha Laser, and that was approved in Monday's meeting, and Alpha has been a very, very good partner uh, to EVSC for a number of years now, so we appreciate their service to us and that partnership. 
And then finally, under consent 3.12, consideration approve interpreter agreements. You know, we're fortunate to have uh, a pretty large uh, Haitian and Marshallese population in Evansville. Marshallese doesn't necessarily translate well. So uh, grateful that the Haitian Center of Evansville is going to provide that interpretation service for us. And then we have had Heartland Interpretation and Translation Services for uh, several years now, and they also do a very, very good job for yeah, us. Yeah, and definitely something that's needed because we always are wanting to maximize our support that we can provide to all of our new English-speaking families and students coming into the district. I may have missed it, Dr. Smith, but I'm, we may have skipped over 3.09 if you'd like to go back and touch on that. You know, I apologize. I did skip over that. 3.09, consideration to approve the petition to the Indiana Department of Education for the Common School Fund Loan. We uh, are blessed in Indiana to be able to access uh, those funds two times a year. We use them exclusively for technology support and upgrades. I think some districts may use them also for construction, but um, it is funding that the state provides at, I think, 1% interest rate. So it's very uh, it's a very good source of money for us to continue to be best in class, if you will, when it comes to technology. Well, we always talk about wanting to be, and we certainly have been for many, many years, a technology-rich district. And the Common School Loan uh, yeah. Program allows, certainly goes a long way in helping us to achieve that. And, you know, I, when you're in the environment for a long time, I think you take some things for granted. I think you do. You're right. Blessed to have a niece that uh, is a freshman at a university, and she did not. Uh, live in Vanderbilt County, so she not, did not go to EVSC schools. But the district that she attended really did not embrace uh, technology. And uh, I, I think transition to college has been somewhat of a struggle for her. Great kid, great student, great GPA, but because uh, she really didn't avail, wasn't able to avail herself of technology in the high school setting, uh, that's just yet another added dimension that she's had to learn and basically learn on herself in college. So I'll tell you what, I, I do point to uh, all of the richness we have in technology as a point of pride and what a great advantage for our students. Absolutely. And it is easy to take it for granted. You know, we have an interactive whiteboard in every single classroom, whether you're a kindergarten student or a senior in high school, anywhere in between. It's easy to walk in classrooms. I find myself doing that. You almost don't pay attention to it anymore right. because we've had it in place for so long and yeah. it's just part of the daily routine teachers using it for instructional purposes. But right. that's not something you see in every district around. So no. we're certainly pleased to be able to have that. And, and you know, we've had one-to-one uh, -one devices for high school students since 2008. And I know that nearly every student has access to a laptop or certainly sure. a phone now. But it's not only having access, it's knowing how to utilize that in the certainly. classroom settle, setting. So Google Classroom, all the things that you can do, how you can use AI for your advantage. Um, it, so many things that uh, I think our students are blessed to receive that we have just kind of taken for granted. Well, we want to prepare them for the future, and certainly technology is a big part of everyone's present and future. Absolutely. So that takes us into last night's personnel recommendations. So, as I say this time, those personnel recommendations are there for you to click on and to peruse. Okay, and then we had three action items. So these have been presented before in the previous board update, our board uh, meeting recap. So 5.01, consideration through the property and casualty insurance renewal. Uh, that has increased by about $600,000. It's now more than $1.8 million for property casualty insurance. And that, I think, is just basically a, a sign of the times. I know with inflationary pressures and um, insurance companies have 
had a lot of losses because of natural disasters in the Midwest. So hopefully that will come down in the near future. Uh, 5.02, consideration to approve the 24-25 program studies uh, for addition in high school courses. So there were um, really, I think, a subset of three courses that were uh, approved last night. We appreciate the board doing that as we continue to expand opportunities for our student. And then 5.03, consideration to award the contract for the Bossy Field Third Base Concession Renovation Project of 2024. I think frequent uh, listeners will know that we did a pretty substantial upgrade to the electric system as well as scoreboard and other uh, amenities, lighting. and Because, again, we own Bossy Field. We do own Bossy Field. And grateful that the Bossy Field Historical Society paid for all of those uh, renovations, and they will also pay for the renovations to the Bossy Field third base concession uh, area. And I know that the otters are very excited mm-hmm. about that. This uh, is the a otters, much needed improvement. They are a terrific um, oh. community asset. Yes, Bill Bussing and the otters, yeah. yes. And can't say enough great things about Bill and the way he operates, and, and the otters are, really are a community treasure. And, and because of the otters, they do many, so many good things for our area high school. Uh, baseball teams. So once again, these renovations are certainly necessary. Yes. No question about Anyone that. Anyone who's been but in that area. Be paid knows. for by the Bossy Field Historical Society. Yes. And I since think we own it, we're the ones that have to approve. Certainly. And we want to make sure that it stays in. It's a community treasure, I think is the word you, wording you have you used in the past. So, And I think three times so far in this podcast, you've said something about a great community partner. Boy, aren't we lucky. We are very lucky. Once again, we don't want to take those for granted. No, either. absolutely not. That takes us into information, and we had two items. 6.01, consideration of the proposed calendar for the 24-25 school years. And I'm going to kick it back to you, Jason, since you presented this last Sure. So every year we put a lot of time and effort into uh, creating um, the next year's school calendar. So last night we presented as an information item for the board to take a look at the 24-25 school year. Hard to believe we're saying that for next school year. But uh, this calendar, as I told the board last night, Dr. Smith meets the 180-day requirement for instructional days in Indiana. It continues the trend of having that we've done for several years now, the soft start, two days for each half of the alphabet. We continue to reach out to our building leaders and get their feedback. And we continue to hear how that really does help classrooms get off to a great start at the beginning of the year. And I know you continue to hear that when you visit schools on that opening week. Of you know, I do. Year. And this year, not only did we solicit their input, but then also what's your preference? And there were some that said, you know, probably one day would be sufficient for the majority of kids in my school. But they also understand that it's so important for the primary grades yes. and elementary school. If you're new to middle school, new yes. to high school, how important that is in establishing in the primary grades, the just the class norms, and then for the teachers to start building those positive relationships from day one. Uh, when we looked at maybe just having one day for half of the alphabet, then that really meant we would have three first days in a row. Yes, that, that probably would right. not be good for anyone. Sure, um, sure. And we, we do recognize that it uh, can be an inconvenience for some right. of our families, but we do know that the benefit far outweighs that inconvenience. Well, let me just understand, too, the importance, just like with any project and initiative you do, getting off to a good start, boy, does that ever make a difference, and school is no different. Absolutely correct. And then as you look at the proposed calendar, uh, several other things, like two weeks at winter break, stay the same, spring break. We do continue in this calendar the week-long fall break. We had that this current school year, and it was very positively uh, received. A couple other things that are a, a bit unique about this calendar. 
we've also gotten a lot of feedback from our school leaders and just hearing about that importance of time. So what we've done for our staff to continue what they need to do to be the best employees, best teachers, best support staff they can be. So we have embedded in this calendar a professional, a staff professional day, professional development day. That's going to be on Wednesday, October the 2nd. Really a chance for some really extended planning for um, professional development activities, whether you're a teacher or support staff, looking forward to being able to do that. We're going to use an asynchronous makeup day for our students to allow that to happen. That means assignments will be sent home with support from the school and due a week later. And then another uh, change for this, as we all know, if you follow the news, of course, there is a presidential election coming up in November on Tuesday, November 5th. So we're not going to have school on that day. Um, We know that some, about a half dozen of our school facilities are used as polling places. And with this many people in the community coming in and out of those voting centers, we just want to make sure we have a safe environment. So we're just going to have no school on that day so that uh, voting can take place. Very good. And I think the rest of the calendar is typical. It ends then on Friday, May 23rd. Of course, those last three days will be for high school commencement. So that'll come back to the board in January yeah, for their approval. And I, I want to thank you and your entire calendar committee for yes. putting that together. You're Not welcome. a simple task. No. Item 6.02 then, the final information item is consideration to dot policy 3140. And this is conflict of interest policy that is actually required that we have through state statute. And this is now really combining two of our current um, policies into one. And we will ask for the board's approval on the January 8th board meeting. Okay. And then I know in continued business, you just took that opportunity to welcome Melanie Atwood. We've already mentioned her, but she was actually at the board meeting. So she had a chance to say hello to the school board. Yeah. So as I said, very excited to have her on board. And then, uh, you know, we're in the final week of the first semester. Half over, know, Dr. Smith. Half don't over. Know where it has gone. Uh, it has gone by very quickly. It's been an incredibly successful. Really has. Great year. Very successful first semester. Look forward to a great second semester, and then we'll have another year in the books. Absolutely. And we just want to take this chance to... Uh, wish everybody happy holidays, our listeners, our families, our students, our hardworking staff. It takes everybody's efforts to make what you just said happen a successful school year. So Certainly kudos does. to all of yep. them and uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Thank you and happy holidays to you and yours. And to think our school system so great. And I would just like to encourage uh, the viewers and listeners to be on the lookout for our holiday greeting that yes. will be posted pretty soon. And once again, just what an outstanding representation of incredible talent. Uh, two of the individuals, uh, and I don't want to give too much away, but two of the individuals that are featured on that holiday video are uh, the primary player, the first chair player in all state orchestra, our violinist and our cellist. You'll see their names uh, at the end of that video, but I hope you enjoy that. I think people will. I'm going to call them musicians. They happen to be students, but boy, you talk about talent. They are talented. They are incredibly talented. Pleasure to be around. Thank you, Dr. Smith. Thank you.